Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. So we're here in Woods, about uh, two hours, just under two hours to uh, the southwest of Warsaw for the second of Ukraine's first two home games since the full-scale Russian invasion. Home games, I suppose, in inverted commas. Their new adopted home of Woods in, in Poland, um, a city and a country that um, Ukraine have... Um, happy memories of and good connections with of course um, now normally when it comes to at the match we sometimes take an opportunity to go to a game we sometimes look at a game that we just like the look of or a, a place that we just like the look of this one's different this is one that we felt we had to do it's something so important we felt we had to be here I guess there are a lot of other people here who feel the same um, because there's huge support for Ukraine here, about 13, 14,000 on Saturday for the first of um, the two home games against Armenia. It was well supported, uh, well attended. It looks to be at least as, as much so tonight and the atmosphere is pretty special outside the ground anyway with about half an hour to go to, to kick off as as we record this um so 
I'm sure it's going to be pretty amazing in there. British Ukrainian journalist Andrew Todos, who's followed the Ukrainian national team throughout their travels from the friendlies to Glasgow, Cardiff, and beyond. Yeah. I guess, firstly, how much did it feel like home against Armenia? Um, if I was going to compare it to anything, I would say it was similar to when Ukraine played Lviv. And Lviv uh, in the west of Ukraine is like the most, it's always been the most patriotic city. Right. Whenever you go there, it's like 40,000 capacity stadium always a sellout for Ukraine games Ukraine have never lost there and it's like massive atmosphere everyone's singing everyone's up for it whereas if you go to other crowds in Ukraine when the national team are there yeah you'll get the traveling support from everywhere but it's it's not the same here I'd call it in Ukraine and it's like Lviv on a minimum so it's like <laughs> it's it's like Lviv but you know on a slightly you know down downscaled version where obviously it's half the size but everyone was involved in Armenia during the Armenia game. Everyone was singing. Everyone was getting involved in the chants, and it felt like serious amount of atmosphere, like something that has obviously been missed for Ukraine fans and Ukraine the team since uh, they haven't been playing at home for you know for the last six months. So, I, I guess the other question is, I, I mean, I, I, normally it would be enormously emotional playing at home, but not at home for the first time since. Uh, the Russian invasion but of course you've already had the big re-get together for games that really counted um, in Glasgow and Cardiff so how difficult how firstly how was that and secondly how difficult do you think it was for Ukraine and their supporters to get up again after the disappointment of Cardiff so I think there was a lot of build-up to the Scotland game and there was there was a lot of uncertainty whether Ukraine would be ready fitness-wise, whether in general the emotions might get to them and the fans and everything else. And obviously they pulled out that great performance. And I mean, everyone, it must have felt quite surreal. It, I think it was surreal, but it was like a feeling of euphoria, at least temporarily, that 
Ukraine have wow look we're showing the world that we're not we're not going to be beaten or anything like that we can we can get on with it and uh, despite the circumstances we can show ourselves in the face of adversity and then obviously Wales came it was a slightly different atmosphere because the weather had changed you know it was that murky kind of uh, rainy rainy day it was one of those typical games where just football gods weren't in your favour. Ukraine had loads of chances to put them away. Hennessy played a blinder. Yeah. And obviously the penalty shout that I think will probably be spoken about for, for decades in uh, in Ukrainian circles. But... I think I think Yarmolenko's boot is still stuck to Joe Allen, actually. Exactly. And I'm, I'm sure that after the game, Yarmolenko in particular is probably, I think, I think he had a really like quite difficult uh, mental, you know, period of time. You know, just after those few matches, uh, after what happened, after obviously his own goal, it was obviously quite difficult. But then obviously they came to to watch, and I think it was a bit of a reset. So they went to Dublin first, of course. Yarmolenko yeah. didn't play. They they played a second string side. There was um, there were a load of uh, refugees in the stand. A lot of them being at their first game. Yeah. Um, and obviously you can tell the difference between that and obviously some of the travelling fans that always come along and all that kind of thing. So some people didn't know the know the words to chance and all that kind of stuff. But people were like loving the moment of being able to support their team. Ukraine won that match and then they obviously came to Wodz, which is a bit of a, as Alexander Petrikov says, the manager, because he won the Under-20 World Cup here in a different stadium, mind you, across the across the city in Widzew. Um He calls it a bit of a lucky stadium for him, well, a lucky city. So, and he knows that there's a lot of Ukrainian diaspora, a lot of a few Ukrainian refugees here too, mm. and it's relatively easy to get to from Warsaw, uh, Krakow, and other areas. So, I think it's been a period of time where it was very, it was difficult. Couple of days after that uh, Wales loss, I don't think anyone was angry or disappointed. They were just like it just wasn't our day, and I think that because Ukrainians have now lived through much more difficult periods in their life and they are living through that yeah. the loss of a football match is sort of secondary yeah. in in the real in the realist of terms it's like shrug your shoulders okay wasn't meant to be would have been great if we got to the world cup helped but you know life goes on it's it's a football match and you know it's, it's not the end of the world no but that's the funny thing about this isn't it that football's the the least important thing and still really important at the same time because it's not just the game it's visibility it's keeping ukraine in the news do you feel that kind of i know you spend a lot of time around the camp do you feel that that determination to keep on representing in their own small way that is actually quite a big way yeah absolutely i mean this year especially since the full-scale invasion began in february the national team has certainly taken on a new role away from just being on the pitch and playing football. I think all of the players understand the responsibility that they have with the massive followings they have in social media, with a lot of the players playing across Europe now, which in the past wasn't so popular for most of the Ukraine squad. Um, the fact that they've got all these big followings, so Mikolenko at Everton, Yarmolenko at West Ham, uh, Malinovsky at Atalanta, they've got these like quite big other sides and other countries that are taking an interest in it and I think they fully understand that they are these ambassadors like these you know de facto ambassadors per se they've not been put installed as them but they understand the responsibility on their shoulders that they have to carry on talking about Ukraine 
regardless of uh, what's going on uh, in their day-to-day -day lives. Like McCollum Coy in the press conference ahead of this game was saying, I, I had problems in the past that I thought were like world-ending, but now I know that they were literally min minutiae compared to the real problems that the country is currently facing. So I think it's putting their lives into a different perspective. Obviously, they're multimillionaires, the majority of them, but they understand that because of the influence of football in Ukraine in particular being the national sport and obviously having a big following in it and being the national team that has picked up a lot of support over the past few years, especially with the success of Andriy Shevchenko's period. Yeah. Um, it, it's taken a new use of life as these sporting ambassadors that can go around the world, go around Europe and keep on um, carrying, up the, carrying on the image and the, the name of Ukraine through the stories in press conferences, through the pitch performances and everything else. And from people back in Ukraine that you're speaking to, what does this mean to them, the national team getting out there and playing again? Because to be honest, I looked at it even like probably a month and a half before the, the Scotland game. And I thought, well, with everything that's going on, how can this actually happen? But it has happened and they've reached a tiny little bit of normal. How are the people at home feeling that and what does it mean to them? So I think they were, they were very much invested in the World Cup playoffs, in all honesty. Like the Scotland game, everyone was up for it, everyone was watching it. Obviously the final as well uh, against Wales. However, I think there has been a tiny drop-off for these Nations League matches. Even though Ukraine are playing in them, I just think the importance of the games... In the grand scheme of things, like obviously they're not making Qatar, and obviously we've been seeing a few experimentations with the starting lineups and that kind of thing. Just maybe the the more casual supporter has dropped in and out. People have got thing, other things to do, more important things like with yeah. their family or anything like that, or there's like an air raid going on and that kind of thing. Um, but in general, I think there is still very much a a sense that the team can bring a bit of respite at the moment. Obviously, there's no live football going on in Ukraine and there probably won't be for a while, um, especially with spectators in the stadium. So it's sort of back to this COVID way of life, but obviously yeah. with bombs and guns and all the other atrocities that are going on. Yeah. And I think that because it's been such a quite a compact period of like five games, it's coming on and on and on. Like maybe it's faded out towards the end of this campaign. Obviously not for the fans that are here, that we can hear uh, today, yeah. uh, on Saturday as well with Armenia. There was loads of support and people and people want to show everything that's going on. And obviously there's like even new chants that have made their debut on the stands, like the Zeseu, which is Ukrainian Armed Forces, mm. is just now a staple of uh, the Ukrainian sort of uh, terrorist chants uh, catalogue now. So it, it's interesting and it's interesting to see the development of, I think, Ukrainian fandom as well obviously a lot of these people here are like women and children some are just um, migrant workers that have been here for you know however many years it's back home i just think that they're slightly more detached from it being live now and especially with the sort of the the slight detraction in the in the importance of the matches it's been a slight drop off but still i think a lot of people will be tuning in for this particular match because it's the last one of the season the last official sort of season closer mm. we don't really know if the upl ukrainian premier league will be restarting or when it will be there's a a guess that maybe at the 
at the end of at the end of August. There'll be a 20th of August. There might be some matches. Whether they'll be in Poland, whether some will be in Ukraine, it's all sort of up in the air still. Yeah, you're going to be back here a lot for Champions <laughs> League and the like, aren't you? Most possibly. Um, so. Yeah, I think at the moment it's it's this uncertainty as to obviously we know that Ukraine will be playing again in the Nations League in September, but what after that? Like, what will the, the stance of the country be? What will how will the war be progressing and all that? And that also has a, like a massive influence on everything that's going on um, with people's day to day lives. So, yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing how how the national team you know carries on, and especially with a lot of players possibly making moves to Europe because yeah. obviously the like Shakhtar and Dynamo Kiev and other clubs won't be able to play or attract some of the top talent that they did in the past we might be seeing a lot more Ukrainians in some of the top five leagues and we've seen a lot of the rumours since so it'll be interesting so finally I guess how how are you feeling I mean we're 12 days into June 12 14 days into June um, like you've been through a number of games We've seen the Ukrainian national team come back. I mean, it, it must be emotionally like quite exhausting. Oh, absolutely. So I started off with all three sort of uh, charity friendlies that they played in preparation ahead of ahead of the right. ahead of the Nations League and the World Cup playoffs. So that's that was a bit weird as well because obviously it was like a bit part team. There was the emotions, I think, in the early games, and then by the time it came to Scotland and the the Wales match, I think the Ukrainian team, especially on the pitch, learned to control that and understood that. Listen, we needed to get a professional job done and everything else. And I've sort of, I think, taken that on as well. It was obviously quite difficult in the first couple of months, living in London as I do, and not being able to be there, especially when some of my friends are like fighting or living through the air raids and all that kind of difficulty. Um, but I've sort of taken on this hard shell as well, I think similar to the players, where you just get on with reporting. You, you need to do what you... You need to get the stories out there that these players are talking about, that these other, that these other um, footballers are talking about, things that are happening to Ukrainian stadiums being bombed and destroyed and all that kind of stuff. And I've just taken it upon myself that, you know, not many people have got the opportunity or the... Or the ability to follow Ukrainian football like I do, so I, I just need to need to ma maintain the facts and get these reports and things reports and things out there, so that people carry on remembering exactly what's going on in Ukraine. Because it's difficult to see. Like I've been in, I've been in the back to London for a few days, etc., in and out of all these matches, and you can tell that the the war in Ukraine is getting slightly lower and lower on the news schedule and all this kind of things, and it's. It's just important to, to keep it going. And I think through sport, especially as it's so accessible and a lot of people may not watch the news or care about politics and all that kind of thing, it's one of those prisms that you can get messages across that usually maybe might be shut off uh, to certain crowds and um, certain age groups. Number Number 10, Number 11, Number 13, Number Number 17, Alexander Zinchenko. 
номер 21 Олександр Караваєв. Номер 22 Микола Матвієнко. Тренер збірної України Олександр Петраков. Ukrainian players were each wrapped in a big Ukrainian flag. First decent Ukraine chance. Decent save from Kelleher. The first time Ukraine have really put anything together. Not that the crowd need lifting, having said that.
So we know that Alexander Zinchenko plays a slightly different role with Ukraine uh, to what he does with Manchester City. But we're 13 minutes in, and so far, I think he's played centre midfield, right wing, left wing, left back. Bit of number 10. He's been everywhere anyway. And there goes that chant that Andrew was telling us about beforehand in support of those fighting for Ukraine. Yeah, it looks like Ruslan Malinowski is done. He was doubtful for this game in the first place. It's just wandered off. And uh, the fourth official's got his little board out. But I can't see a sub ready yet. Here comes Mikhailo Mudrik. for Ireland it was just Roberto Baggio Ukraine it's a brilliant goal gets the ball about 35 yards from goal mini slalom takes a couple of players out opens up for him all of a sudden really really smooth finish he'll never score a better goal than that Goal for Republic of Ireland, scored by number 12, Nathan Collins. Ukraine and Republic of Ireland, nil one. Well, Yamalenko wanted a penalty there. 1 2 with Dovbik. Got it back, cut inside onto the left. Maybe he went down a little bit easily. We don't really have access, well, we don't have access to replays up here. So difficult to know, but. When the referee told him to get up, he didn't really seem to complain about it that much. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. interesting thing about this second half which isn't even 10 minutes old so far is Ukraine have gone for it so hell for leather which has paid dividends uh, in terms of the score it's kind of given Ireland an opportunity as well because Ukraine are throwing so many people for, forward and they're playing with such a, a delightful recklessness that it is opening up opportunities for Ireland on the counter-attack Mikolenko just across the face of goal. It was a very tappable cross that no one was quite there to tap in. Plenty of chances on both sides. 
just off the hour. And I would be astonished if this finished 1 1. Ten and a half thousand in tonight, but as you can hear, the crowd are still giving it everything. I think their team are trying to do the same for them. Both of these teams are doing their best to try and fashion a winner, but it does feel like both are running on empty a little bit. A lot of mistakes creeping in. Saw Andrei Yarmolenko a minute ago try and uh, do a sombrero on uh, James McLean, and it, it just scuffed off the outside of his foot and bobbed out of play and sort of it just looked beat all of a sudden and I suspect there are a lot of players like that you know have given so much in the last couple of weeks see if they can eke out something just one little bit more Great run by Madrid. Good opportunity for Yarmolenko. Just couldn't gather himself, couldn't compose himself. And that is probably that, I suspect. Center circle where they're going to acknowledge the fans. So, how's the last two weeks been for you? you? You and the national team have been through a lot in that time. Oh, yes, it was uh, so difficult. And uh, in 14 days, we played um, five games. And it's not easy with the travel, you know. It's not also temperature. We, we were in, uh, in Great Britain and there is 13 rain and we come here, 26 degrees. And after three days, play a game again. This is Ukraine's Atalanta midfielder, Ruslan Malinovsky, who has been one of the most vocal opponents of the Russian invasion on social media. Um, yeah, about game. It uh, was good game, I think. And um, we know that in second half, we will have more space. And uh, 
I think we had some possibilities to score, but we didn't score. But uh, we know that Ireland, um, it will be different Ireland what we play in uh, in Dublin. But because they won in the, against Scotland, it gives a little bit more energy. And uh, we saw the team motivate and they, they show today that they have quality. How proud do the players feel of themselves with everything going on back home to, to perform like you have in these games? Um, I'm so proud for the team because um, we give uh, everything in these games and uh, especially today when we go behind behind 1-0, one, one we, we still believe in uh, we come to the first half and we score a fast goal and uh, of course the, the game were, uh, was open and... I think uh, for for us and uh, it was not bad to have a point uh, against uh, Ireland because we know they uh, good they have a good team <coughs> but especially we played today for all country because we know that a lot of people lose house lose job lose everything and uh, we know this with this we can help we and also out of the pitch we can uh, help them Going back to that first game against Scotland, the first time Ukraine have played for a while, how did that work? Because some of you guys, like you, for example, uh, Yaremchuk, you've been playing regularly for big European teams. Some of those guys who play in Ukraine haven't been playing for ages. So how did you get it so you're all on the same level? I have one answer for this question. We trained so hard. And um, I, I want to say that in this... Uh, two weeks what we had uh, preparation and the guys uh, they played some friendly games we, we have in the training uh, so high quality of trainings with a good intention with a good pressure and we also we had some injuries small injury but uh, every time was uh, every training was tough and I think this that's why we succeed in these games because um, we focus every day and we um, and we come to this game in the good physical condition because I think we the, a lot of young guys we have uh, with a big potential in the future but um, uh, first of all we, we saw that uh, important have physical condition because we play against a physical strong team and uh, I think in these components we didn't lose in these games. Finally what has it been like playing these two games in Wuj? They're not really home games but the fans have tried to make it like a home yeah. game for you how how's it been and how have the fans been for you yeah it's difficult to keep emotion inside before the game also when the before the game and after the game because um, they are supporting so hard these games and they come um, from all Poland i i think uh, we we had great atmosphere in these two games and thanks to all supporters that support because also i want to say we have um, a lot of um, um, good things what we had in uh, Ireland, in Wales, in uh, Scotland. The, the supporters uh, really lovely in these games, and uh, of course, um, before and after the game, we can uh, we, we we feel a lot of uh, um, love from them, and for for us, it's also important. Of course, during the game, this is football, and every every team want to win, but in the end of the game, when the result on the table and um, you can, uh, when you feel this support, you it's make you proud for the people in the, in these countries. Party still going on in the car park. Football Ramble presents is a stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network.
This is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.